Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. The Jedi are in is what's really going on. (laughs) Yeah, so we were thinking about doing a new segment called How Would You Fix This Script? And Tom decided that our first victim, uh, I mean, um, script, should be The Last Jedi the very controversial Last Jedi. (laughs) Or should we just put it out of its misery right now? (laughs) Possibly. You know, it's really strange because I saw it in the theater and I left there like, wow, that was so exciting. It was fun. And then then I started to hear everyone's, you know, well, this wasn't so cool and that wasn't so cool. And then, and it just appeared on Netflix recently. So I just watched the entire thing again. And the more I watched it, the more all these things in my head was like, why did they do all these things? There's so many (laughs) contrivances and things in the story that made me crazy. You've been poisoned by all the YouTube videos. Pretty much. Yeah. But they have a lot of the critiques out there are very valid. So we don't have to go into all of them. I agree with a lot of the reviewers who say, what happened with the Snoke payoff? What happened with the Ray's parents payoff? What what was the point of Rose and Finn's mission? I agree with all of that. So we don't have to analyze all that. But how about you? Yeah. No, well, I think if we go the other way, if we look at the points that are actually you know relevant to the future of the of the franchise, there's just a few little things. Like there's we learned that there's all these kids out there or people out there who do have force abilities. You know, that's kind of the thing at the very end with the kid with the broom. And and so we know that there's they're setting things up. So it feels like it was like a nice two hour long setup for the future of the franchise, which isn't a great way to write a movie. (laughs) I think I think the overall problem before we get into how we would fix it is they now obviously it was different writers. You know, you had one person writing uh, Force Awakens and then a different person writing Last Jedi. I think the problem is they betrayed their world building. And I think that's why fans were so upset because you've built what six or seven movies plus, you know, uh, all the little cartoons and some of the books and comics and stuff. You've built it around this family and you have a certain, um, what's the word? A certain tone. Okay. So as a, as an example, when I, watched this is a long time ago when they were rebooting mission impossible they had this thing where these characters were talking one character goes away and then the other character rips off a face mask and it's a completely different person underneath and you're like really but mission impossible takes it very seriously it's a drama action film so everything we do it looks impossible but it's we're able to do it just buy into the technology charlie's angels the movie 
came out around the same time. And they do a thing in the beginning too, where they pull off a face mask and underneath a big black man is like Drew Barrymore or something. And you're uh, like, yeah. yeah, remember that? But they mm-hmm. set it up comically. Like they even have a thing like tongue in cheek, like, oh man, another reboot movie from a TV show. They set it up. So it's a comedy. So when they start doing their, you know, pulling off a face mask and their matrix likes moves, you're like, oh, it's impossible, but it's kind of fun, you know? So you you buy it because they've already set it up to be somewhat comedic. So that's the tone of the films. So Star Wars is a soap opera, and it's got these earnest, hopeful moments, but it's not a comedy. It's a drama, and it's a soap opera. So you have to keep going with that theme, and they betrayed that world building. So, like, you can have Luke throw away his lightsaber, but it shouldn't be a, like, Oh, I was wondering where that was. Whatever junk. It should be this big dramatic moment of like, no, the Jedi are wrong. I can't be a Jedi. I'm throwing my lightsaber away. Does that make sense? They betrayed it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And uh, if you look at Rogue One, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I love that one. Yeah. That really, uh, like you were saying, it's a drama. It's a war movie. And it has mm-hmm. serious gravitas to it. I mean, obviously, you know, because because of the nature of the movie itself, the story where it's placed in the canon, we kind of knew what was going to happen at the end before it even came out. But at the same time, you it got you there in such a you know great way. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You know, people have their uh, you know criticisms of it as well. But I felt like like you were saying with tone, it stuck to the tone. I mean, it had a comic relief character with the robot, but. Of but course. other than that, you know, I mean, yeah. all the Star Wars had their robot comic reliefs, but it really, uh, you know, emotionally had a really strong effect on me. You know, the characters and their belief in the force and their their willingness to sacrifice themselves for this cause was super, you know, strong in in The Last Jedi. Boy, it felt like they just threw people away left and right. I mean, it didn't feel like they really thought out their plan very well. And, and well, because it was Charlie's it. Angels, yeah. it was Charlie's Angels and not Mission Impossible. This series that's always taken itself seriously suddenly wasn't taking itself seriously. That's basically yeah. what happened. I feel like there was like a cause and effect misalignment. Like they would have something happen so that they could do something later with a certain character. And then like they thought about the character and said, okay, we want this character to do something or feel something. So let's do something earlier that makes that happen. As opposed to, you know, it was like character focus versus the overall story focus. It was very, very plot focus versus character. Like, let's drive this story to these various places. Let's make them go on these missions. Let's make them, you know, you know, fight and argue and, you know, joke or whatever it is as a means to itself, as opposed, as opposed to a means to an end to the story. Because like we've said, you know, the, the Rose and Finn adventure, you know, serves no purpose because they fail. The whole point, it was the, their entire adventure was to, was to do the thing that was going to save everyone, and it completely failed. So then that entire hour or so of the story, they just toss it aside. Well, I mean, I think you can have a character fail if it reveals a bigger truth or takes you deeper into a bigger moment in the story. People fail all the yeah. time. But it it was irrelevant to Haldo's plan. So that's why it was disjointed. Right. And you can have twists. I mean, I totally agree with you. You can have a twist in a story that changes the direction. But to do it in such a blatant way, just, oh, it just like eats at me. So 
Okay, so how would we fix this script? How do you fix the script? Um, do you have ideas for this? <laughs> so I think, first of all, the tone would definitely have to change. Like I said, it's it's not Charlie's Angels. It's Mission Impossible. So the characters would definitely... You, you actually said it yourself. It's plot-driven, not character-driven. And you need to care about the characters. So I think all these characters that we knew and loved, we have to care about why they're doing what they're doing instead like i said instead of luke just tossing the lightsaber he should have a, a dramatic moment where he's really debating the wisdom of leaving the jedi movement you know and mm-hmm. that's that's why he throws it away well he does decide to eventually you know return in a manner of speaking and help but yeah everything that happens on the island with ray seems very I don't know. He seems just whiny about the whole thing. You know, it, we don't get a real good. He's very snarky. Yeah. He's very snarky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no consistency of character. So the Luke we saw at the end of Return of the Jedi was very grounded and very strong and very centered. He wasn't the whiny brat. He already had his arc. So there's no reason for Luke to have that kind of bipolarness. A lot of the characters were very bipolar. I felt they just were zigzagging like with their emotions everywhere. That's a very good word for it. Yeah. So I think that would be one shift I would do is just change that, you know, and, and you can even have questions that are unanswered. Like where did you get Luke's lightsaber from and who was Snoke and all that fine. Leave those questions unanswered if you make me care about the characters, even when Ray goes into the cave, I was like, I don't understand this. What are you trying to say? Like she is one unto herself. Like what is, at least when Luke went into the cave, it made sense. He was afraid of becoming Vader. I had no idea what was going on with that mirror sequence in last Jedi. Yeah, no, I agree. seemed like somebody had some visual effects ideas they wanted to, you know, play with. People have suggested, I thought this was a really good one. I've heard it suggested that a way to strengthen the Rose Finn plot would have been to keep him on the ship and suggest that there was a spy that they were trying to root out. That would that one I thought was a really good idea. That would totally change, obviously, the entire yeah. movie. Keeping it as it is, mm-hmm. that's a hard one. It, there was a lot of coincidences. So I feel like I would have... Um, given Poe a stronger active role as opposed to just running around yelling at everybody. What are you doing? Why aren't we doing something? You know, Poe, they showed him to be like the hot shot, you know, kind of, you know, insubordinate kind of guy, which I don't feel like he was in the previous movie. So that was a little different. He seemed like he was, you know, very focused in The Force Awakens. He had more agency for sure in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he had a he had a mission and he was sticking to it and he you know practically gave his life for it. In the second movie, he he seems like he's too eager to give up his life and 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 he's he's willing to risk everybody else and everything else. He's kind of uh especially in that opening scene, he risks the entire mission, the entire fleet, you know, by disobeying you know Leah. And uh I feel like that was out of character considering what we knew of him from the previous um, movie. So really a lot of the fixes should have been just keeping the characters consistent mm-hmm. from the first movie when we're introduced to them. Yeah. I feel. And uh, and obviously the, you know we, 
the overall plot ideas, there were some, you could make some significant changes there because again, they created, they created problems to solve as opposed to giving us a story that had, you know, more of a meaningful, uh, something we can relate to as part of the entire Star Wars universe, like you said. They, they actually made the problems, then they had to go solve the problems instead of having a mission to go on. I mean, obviously, in, in, in some of these movies with the, with the Death Star and those sorts of things, they had a focus that you could focus on. And in this movie, they didn't have that kind of focus. It was basically just like trying to get away. Run away, run away. So that was a little weak. You know, I, I wonder if I'm just kind of, I mean, again, there, I think you'd have to really overhaul this entire script to make it, to make it more palatable to a lot of people. But they could have had uh, Poe and Finn go on the mission on whatever the planet's name was and meet Rose on the planet. Right. Maybe Rose was the person they were looking for or they run across her in some fashion. Maybe she's ambiguous as like, is she a good guy or a bad guy? That might have been a stronger way to introduce her. Yeah, that would that sounds like a particularly... Uh... I would, I would like to explore that idea more that would, you know, cause we don't yeah. really learn that much about her other than her sister was a bomber who, who, you know, died and that she has. And that she fanboys over Finn. Yeah. Which we still can't figure yeah. out because she basically tases him at the beginning for being a traitor or a deserter. Why she would then. Well, I was, <laughs> what I found interesting about that was like the, I don't know how long the events are from the first movie to the second movie, but I'm like, how did you hear about all this stuff these people have done already? You know, there's a bazillion people working in this rebellion. How do you do you single out this one person to fanboy over? Like the rebellion Reddit uh, thread or something? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Like, was it on Twitter? Like, hey, did you guys hear what Finn did? I mean, like, that's what I mean. It's just some of it seemed like... How did you yeah. hear about this stuff? How did you know already? I can understand you fanboying over Luke or Leia because they've been around forever. But why would you fanboy over someone who's your peer who really it just happened maybe two weeks ago? You know, that, again, it's like, where, where did that come from? But yeah, maybe they could have introduced her as the as an ambiguous character, good or bad, and you don't know if she's going to turn or whatever. Like that guy, I forget the name of the guy, the guy that they were looking for, basically. The, the, the master codebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she could have been the codebreaker and like they were trying to turn her or something. I don't know. You know, or they come across her and she's a slave on the planet or whatever and she has force powers and doesn't know. I don't know. You know, but yeah, might have been a stronger way to meet her. The one other thing I wanted to say was if you look at Solo, there's a great scene where they introduce Chewie. And I think, you know, those kind of stories, you know, really, that really nailed home like wow now i understand the relationship between han and chewie so that really um that kind of feeling was missing you know obviously that was a prequel i don't know i actually had some issues with solo that could be a whole nother discussion <laughs> okay we'll save that for another time yeah, then. yeah. i i know what you mean but yeah <laughs> So how about for you guys? How would you correct this script? Let us know online on Twitter at WG Therapy. You can also reach out to us on our Facebook page, Writers Group Therapy, and find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, share it with your friends, give us a five-star rating up on iTunes, and we'll see you next week.